to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, All These Things Are Against Me. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson to all of us that if not needed now, will be needed at some point in our lives. Because you will hear in the lesson, it appears to Jacob that the unfortunate circumstances he is in are completely negative, when in fact God was using these very events to bring about some of the greatest blessings he and his family would ever experience. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. I think of the Lord Jesus Christ, and certainly it could be said of him, all these things are against me. His betrayal of those that he had poured the last three and a half years of his life into. Certainly he did discipleship the way it should be. He poured his life into these men, and they betrayed him. His agony in Gethsemane. The Bible says he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. The forsaking of the disciples. The mock trial that was a joke in anybody's book. The scourging that took place before he ever had to pick up that cross. History tells us that 50% of the victims never made it past that whipping. A man's insides would sometimes be laid open as the skin and the muscle was literally ripped away. And then he dragged that cruel cross to a place called Golgotha, a place of a skull. There was no comfortable bed there. There was no hospice service there. Only a crucifixion, mocking, taunting. Not only that which we could see on a human level, but there were things going on on a spiritual level. The powers of darkness that could not meet the eyes. And all of these that Christ experienced, and it could be said, all of these things are against me. While he was buried for three days and three nights, his frightened disciples hid out. And if you'd asked most Jews in that area, what's the future of this following Jesus thing? They would have said, what future? It's over with. All these things are against them. But three days and three nights later, he arose from the dead, folks. Three days and three nights later, death learned to regret that it ever took captive the Lord Jesus Christ, for he broke the bonds of death. Then there was his ascension and his work as our high priest, and him being preached to the whole world, and here we are some 2,000 years later, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In him. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke chapter 21, some of you they will put to death, and you will be hated by all men for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall perish. Ah, but you say, preacher, many martyrs have died yeah, and their murderers sent them to heaven. 
where not a hair of their head will perish. We live in these last days. And as we look around us at the moral, spiritual, financial, and social chaos, we might be tempted to say this morning, all these things are against me. But you know what all these things are bringing? They're bringing the return of Jesus Christ. First, the rapture of the church to be taken out of this world before the start of Jacob's trouble. And then the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to set up a kingdom for 1,000 years. We look at our own lives. I heard it put this way, and I hope I can say it in a way that makes sense. But when we're young, death stalks us from far behind, or so it seems. Oh, every once in a while, we're forced to turn around and look and acknowledge that it's a possibility, yay, an eventuality, but it's not really that, that real to us. Then as we get older, we find out at some point that death seems to be in front of us as we walk forward. We've seen some people go. We've gotten older. Some friends have passed on. It's a little more real, but as we walk, it walks ahead of us. And then one day it begins to slow down, and the gap narrows. And we'd be tempted to say with Jacob, all these things are against me. But before you say that this morning, I'd like you to consider a couple of things that the Bible has to say. Is death really that great of an enemy, or is it a defeated enemy? David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? We're told in Proverbs 14, The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous have hope in his death. Romans chapter 5 says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Hebrews chapter 2 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, through death, death would be the vehicle. He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus in John chapter 8 said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Psalm 48 says, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Psalm 49 says, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the great, for he shall receive me. Psalm 116, quoted at virtually every funeral for the believer, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalm 37 says, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Jesus said in John chapter 3, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. 
And Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, all these things that we would think to be against us, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Bottom line, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Back to Jacob. Go back to Genesis chapter 42, if you would. Genesis chapter 42. And I am certain this morning that all we've done is, well, we've just scratched the surface. But we look at verse 36. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me, have you bereaved of my children? Joseph is not. And Simeon is not. And you will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. But were they really? Not when God is on our side. Not when God is on his throne. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. If God be for us, who can be against us? Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And I really don't know why you switched me in midstream to preach this message. I've seen you do it for me. I've seen you do it for others. I've seen you do it when I didn't know why you did it. But Father, there are some here this morning, I am sure, need this today. Lord, minister your grace to them. Help them by the eye of faith to see past their circumstances to the God over their circumstances. And Lord, for the rest, Lord, that we might just file this away if necessary, knowing that there will be those times where with Jacob we'll be tempted to say, all these things are against me. But may we know that the rest of the story isn't in yet and that all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to your purpose and that if God be for us, Lord, nobody can be against us. Nobody. Father, we pray that you administer your grace in this hour to each and every one. And we pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Our God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been shown through the Word of God just how great our God truly is. These lessons began in the book of Isaiah, where it is described to us the magnitude of the power of God. But that same Almighty God was also so kind and so loving that He sent His Son Jesus Christ to make the payment for our sins. God could have ended the universe with the sound of His voice but He chose instead a way for you and me to spend an eternity in heaven with Him. So if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, 
If you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.